0: Love well, I
1: to welcome radio. well, I want to welcome everyone to another episode on this Phasma Stone platform. This is Brother Seth, and uh, you're going to be in tune uh, tonight to a very important, relevant show for you and yours. Let me say that right off the bat. People think Revelations and the whole Catching the Way of the Saints New World Order, that's not for me. Well, it may be for you. You're going to find out tonight. And we're hopefully we'll um, show that to you without a, a shadow of a doubt but um, how are you and yours doing before brother Seth get too deep into that how are the human how is the human family tonight? That's what I want to know how is the human family, especially those in America uh, or should I say North America where we are uh, just um, trying to deal with this still this Covid nineteen that seems to be increasing. Uh, we don't know what to think, whether it's increasing or decreasing. But anyway, aside from the COVID 19, most devastating thing I think America ever went through outside of the Great Depression, how is the human family doing? Uh, tonight, we're going to be uh, joined by our regular panelists, and I'm thankful for them. Uh, can't say it enough. Uh, we'll be joined by Sister Eliana, who will be moderating t- the show tonight, as well as um, uh, um, we'll have Alcy Chris of Alathea Temple as a panelist, and Ella Israel uh, Israel Ellison, as a panelist, and myself as a panelist, and uh, Brother John is going to be leading out. Normally he's moderated, but tonight he's going to be leading out, but pretty much we're all going to share. It won't be quite like it was last week where he will probably do the most talking, but he's, it definitely still is kind of coordinating this, I should say. Uh, so tonight, what are we dealing with folks, just to get right into it? Uh, here is the show description, I'll just read it off to you and um, then we're going to go back and play, um, um, we always got to have an a intro song, it's just something I just kind of get everybody to the but I want to do something a little different, I want to read the show description, then we're going to go to the intro song. But tonight, 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 what are we dealing with? Year 2020 in Prophecies, New World Order and the Future Catching Away of the Saints. That's the title. Again, Year 2020 in Prophecy, New World Order, and the Future Catching Away of the Saints. I went on to type for the show description. We present undeniable truth that the church will be on the earth during the tribulation period spoken of in the book of Revelation tonight. One more time. We will present undeniable truth that the church will be on the earth during the tribulation period spoken of in the book of Revelation tonight. Okay? I went on to say, then... What does the scripture say about pre-tribulation catching up of the saints? That is the rapture. Number two, mid-tribulation catching away of the saints. Post-tribulation catching up of the saints. And last, some even think there's no catching up at all. And uh, we're going to be discussing these types of titles and more. I went on to say Revelations 1 and 3. Says, my brothers and sisters, blessed is he that readeth and that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. I don't think no other book promises a blessing right away like that. So that is, again, the book of Revelation. We'll be discussing the book of Revelation. We'll be discussing uh, today, today, 2020, and prophecy, New World Order and the Rapture, different angles on the Rapture. Folks, listen, follow. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate you uh, supporting the show. Can't say it enough. I say it every week, but I don't We'll will always continue to say it. Um, many of you know that I uh, befriended the Clark sisters uh, uh, more specifically, Karen Clark, some years back when we was a lot younger. And uh, I don't know if you know it or not, but uh, they have a movie on Lifetime that has just broken some records. It's been the best movie on Lifetime since, uh, I think, I think in four years or something like that. I, I'd probably get it wrong, but I know it's grossed over 11 million views. And for uh, the, st- the story of uh, a Christian or a gospel, you know, that's unheard of. But this is not any old group. And matter of Clark, their mother, wasn't any old mother. She raised those girls very st- with stern rules and, and, and the fear and admonition of the Most High was, uh, in the Church of God in Christ. A lot of what she did was very controversial. Uh, she believed in just being a good mother Again, I want to thank everyone for tuning into this episode tonight on this Fossil Soul Network. I'm Brother Seth. And tonight, what are we talking about? What is the title of the show? Year 2020 and prophecy New. We're ordering the future catching Way of the Saints. Folks, listen, tonight, uh, moderator will be, um, like I said earlier, Sister Eliana Batyab. Brother John is going to be um, coordinating the show tonight with various um, topics um, with regard to the title. And um, I just looked just want everybody, again, I can't say it enough. Don't trivialize the book of Revelation. Don't trivialize the book of Revelation. Don't, put, don't trivialize the book of Revelation. This is talking about our planet, our world, how it's going to end. And uh, what when we say end times, it may not be. I don't know what that means in terms of how much time the earth is going to go as we know it before the kingdom is set up. But uh, I do believe that Christ is going to come and rule for 1,000 years, and uh, there are just going to know peace. And then, uh, of course, the Israelites have to return, or remnant have to, have to return uh, to the promised land of uh, Israel. And that is, is, I think, is where we're at, really. We're getting very close to that. And once, that, once the remnant returns, Messiah, according to prophecy, is to return to Israel and rule for 1,000 years. It's gonna be a long time for this Earth. is just no longer an Earth to that New Jerusalem comes. So this is not something that's gonna happen in thirty or forty years. Remember, there has to be a thousand year reign. But you need to know what. How does this relate to two thousand twenty? And that's what this show is all about, folks. Don't make it complicated. It's very. It's not. It's not as complicated as many of you think. Are okay. So some of y'all have these fears about Revelations, and I know you hear about the beast and all that. But Brother John and and, and the panelists tonight. It's going to make you plain to you. The beast is representing something. It's not like Hollywood and a beast with seven heads or some monster. Just get it out of your head. That has nothing to do with the book of Revelation. It has nothing to do with beasts looking like monsters and going to eat you up and all that. So that's the first thing we've got to say about the book of Revelation. But it does have to do with what's going on in our world, the New World Order. And it's very important you're not on the wrong side. That's why Brother Seth is allowed or thought to do this show and thought to do a part two. So we changed the title a little bit. This really is part two from last week. But I just wanted to put some other uh, words in there that um, I know some people is interested in. we got a house full of people, a big show tonight. I'm looking at the phone lines. Quite a few people. I really appreciate you. By the way, I started doing something new. I started sending. Messages to some of you just by simply calling the show. I have your phone number. And so if you don't want that, if that's un- unconvenient, maybe this is a job number or something, a, a job sale or something, or you just don't want to get notices of the show, uh, uh, let us know. Uh, you can do that by pressing one, and I'll come to you. You can just say, you know, both uh, said, before I make my comment, I'll, I can't, you know, just let, let us know. It's not a problem. It's a big deal. Whether it's live or whether it's in the green room, it doesn't matter. Um, okay? So, um... Um, we'll do this. Bring on the moderator Cecilia on the body hour. I'll play another little quick, 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 quick. Uh, uh, of the Clarks. This is called Talking About How Pardon Your Words Are." I won't play, but maybe a minute of this. and Then we'll bring her on. I just want to play homage to the Clarks" tonight, um, with regards to the music of the show. Okay, we'll be right back.
2: Thank you. Well, are y'all ready to let the world know that we have power in our words? Tell somebody, my words have power. Oh, you got to know how important it is. Oh, we're about to declare some things in the house. Are y'all ready to do this? Come on, put your hands together. Oh, yeah. You got to learn how to speak positive and stop speaking negative. Hey, we're about to speak faith in the house. My words have power. Yeah, yeah. To defeat the enemy
3: Salome, Salome, and welcome to the broadcast, everybody. We are uh, ready to put on a wonderful topic for you tonight and a great discussion, and we do welcome your questions. So we encourage you, um, if you want to speak, to press 1 so we know that you have a question or a comment and want to jump in on this topic. So if we are ready to get going, um, are all of our... um, Yes, let's go back to the. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Let's go back to the phone lines and grab on the one and only. Let's see here. Go, brother John first. Uh, Every code eight zero five two three eight. Brother John Clark, Uh, your line is open. How you doing, brother? Hold on a second. That's the wrong line. I didn't mean to do that. I meant to say, um, brother. Every code nine seven two. Eight zero five, brother John. Now your line
4: is open. Go ahead and say hello to everybody, brother. <laughs> yeah. What's good? What's good, brother Seth? Hello, Sister Eliana. <clears throat> How are y'all doing? Hello, hello.
1: Well,
4: shalom, brother Shalom. Another an- another day at in the kitchen of of uh, five smooth stones, uh, <laughs> brewing up a discussion. Um, yeah, this one is really really good in my opinion, and the reason main reason why is that there's been a lot of confusion uh, surrounding it. Um, I'm glad that we're able to just kind of put the scriptures out there that, in my opinion, kind of make it uh, readily apparent where the church will be. Um, and yeah, we can just get the other panelists on, and we can all get at it and kind of discuss. Um, all right. You know what our views are on it.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And let's go back to the phone lines and bring on the one and only Brother Ella. Sure. If you're going to be on the show, can I go to press one? Because I don't know uh, this number. P- which one is Pastor Chris Erico code six. Seven, eight, five, five now, brother. Shure, welcome to the show tonight, brother.
5: Hey, good evening, Seth. Hey, uh hello everyone. Hi, sister Eliana, Brother John. Uh Look hey, looks good to be here.
0: Hello, well, hello, welcome.
2: how
5: are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, excited about the subject matter. So hey, uh <laughs> had to break away from the family. Uh deep discussion. They didn't want me to go, but I say, Hey, we gotta I gotta uh Prior obligation, got to get rid of. So, hey, let's get into this, it's, uh Brother John yes, Let's yes, get in. Yes. Yes, right. yes,
1: and let's go back to the phone lines, air code 337485. Brother Leonard, uh, your line is open. Brother, welcome to the show. How you doing? Uh, doing good, brother. Just welcome to the show. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. All right. Well, Brother Leonard is on, and Pastor Chris, I don't know if this is him. Eric, Pastor Chris, if you can press one. I don't want to just open up the phone lines. Um, I tell you what, let's do this because this may be him, and I know he's been having issues with his phone. Um, I don't see but Pastor Chris. We'll bring him on a little later on. Go ahead, uh, moderate this in your hands.
3: All right. Well, we know we don't want to prolong the excitement because we know that this is such a a really hot and relevant topic tonight. So um, I just want to go ahead and turn it over to Brother John so he can get our whistles wet and uh, start to present and, um, you know, get us in that mindset of what we're going to be talking about. It is on us, you know, so exciting because earlier today my father and I were talking and I think actually my father, uh, Bishop Jim Richard, is going to call in because this is one of his favorite topics and we were just talking about, the possibilities of so many things happening right now at our time. So um, he, he may, I'm sure he's going to listen in and um, he may even want to make a comment. So, but I'm going to turn it over to brother John to just go for it and just start tackling this, this, this wonderful, wonderful piece of information and unraveling this package for us at this time. Brother John. Thank you so much,
4: Sister Eliana. Um, (laughs) The first thing that I would like for us to do is just kind of take a look at where we were last week and what we discussed. I think um, it's imperative that we get an understanding of the systems of man, um, as shown in uh, Daniel, those governments, uh, starting out with Babylon. uh, This is Daniel 2, when Nebuchadnezzar has the dream. And he needs daniel to interpret that dream and he goes through all of these various types of metals starting out with gold and ending with uh, uh iron and clay um i think that the we must come to an understanding that the that represents all of the kingdoms of man and um it, We're not going to get into the particulars of that. If someone believes other than that, then so be it. But for the scope of this discussion, um, that's kind of an important foundation. And the reason being is that as that particular dream uh, reaches an apex, uh, there is a rock that's cut without hands that hits this image on its feet, and the entire image basically dissipates. And floats away as it explains like the the shaft from summer threshing floor which means it just kind of floats away that's how they would divide the wheat from the shaft you would use a a fan that would just kind of blow lightly and the shaft would just float away because it was a lighter substance well that's the way this image floated away and there was no place found for it within the earth but it says that that rock that hit the image that it became a large mountain And we know who that rock is And I I shouldn't say We know It's the rock of ages It's the rock on which we place our faith And that is the Messiah Yahweh Shah Hamashiach Or as stated in western culture Jesus the Christ um, But not exactly Okay Okay. Yeah, my line went out for just a moment. So, um it's important to understand that because the the all of those kingdoms were empires, Babylon, the Persians and the Medes, Greece, Rome, and now soon to be the 10 uh the 10 uh toes representing again a uh a type of Rome, if you will those things it's important for us to understand that because we are coming into that time where those, where that uh where the feet and the toes are, part strong, part weak. We're coming into that time. And so um what I would like to do is in 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 trying to make sure that we're all engaged, I wanna pull on brother Elishua because Brother Elishua makes a very, very uh, he had a revelation as it pertains to the scripture that uh, uh, deals with the the tares and the wheat the, the, the scripture is such and, and if someone if someone wants to give out that scripture that's fine it's not a necessity uh, you can trust that it's in the Bible where um, the householder goes out and he plants a field of wheat and During the time that he's planted this wheat and you're waiting for that harvest to come about, the enemy comes and he sows tares or weeds amongst the wheat. And the servants of the householder realize this once these um, plants, if you will, the wheat, the tares, once they begin to mature, they recognize like, wait a minute these are not all wheat and they go to the household and they ask him look you know i thought you sold good seed and he said i did but an enemy came and sowed tares amongst my wheat and they said well do you want us to uproot them he said no no because in doing that you could possibly uproot the wheat let them both grow together and then when the harvest comes." we will uproot them all and divide the wheat from the tares and the tares we're going to bundle them up and throw them into the fire and the wheat will bring it to my barn that is a very very important piece of scripture there and l if you could this really gets to the crux of western culture quote unquote the church as some of us think that it is but it's not it's if the question is, is it the wheat or is it the tares? Brother L, if you could elaborate on that um, for just a moment, because I think that it's important that when persons are looking at the church system that we have, especially in the West, that they need to understand what, what exactly they're looking at. Brother L, if you could.
5: Okay. Uh, yeah, thank you, John. Well, so much for uh, just a job of sitting and supporting John and going through the scriptures and not having to say anything contentious. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right? But here we go. Uh, the scripture in question, um, Matthew 13, verse 24. And I'm going to read the scriptures here, and I'll just get right into that and get you get right back over to you, John. Another parable put forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while man slept, his enemy came and sowed pears among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the pears also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst thou now sow good seed in thy field from whence these cometh these tares? And he said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servants said unto him, us thou then go and gather them up? But the master said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the time of harvest and I will say to until, until the time of harvest, and I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my bones. Now, it goes on uh, further into the chapter where the, the apostles, the disciples, once they're there amongst Christ just himself, and not in the audience of the crowd, they ask him, why do you speak to the, the, the people in parables? But uh, And Christ went on to explain to that, and they wanted to know what was the the, the explanation, or rather sort of the de- interpretation of the parable of the wheat and the tares. And he went on to say that while men slept, an enemy came. Well, those men that were slept, now remember, he's speaking, what this is, this is a prophetic parable. And what happens, what throws people off is that when we hear parables, we think it's just that type of philosophical lesson, taking something for the present. But this was actually a prophecy speaking forth into the future because, remember, the, uh, the issue is the main subject is the kingdom of God. And so what happened is that while those men slept, those men that were slept, ironically, were those very men he was speaking to those apostles. And when, he, when all of those men were dead, after they had become martyred, the Romans came in and they literally usurped what people now understand to be Christianity. Now, you have to understand that the capital of the church during the time when the apostles were living, and James was the head of it, was in Jerusalem. Well, they moved that, and at that time when the Romans took over. So it's kind of ironic that the very people who crucified the Savior of the Messianic movement now are in control of the very so-called quote-unquote religion, He started. But it said an enemy came in and sold men tares, sold tears. Well, what were those tares? It was doctrinal beliefs. It was a culture, a religion, and they usurped it and presented it to be the authentic, which actually it wasn't. And so now, but it said, do not separate the wheat from the tares until the time of harvest, because if you look at those of us and and I will say this, I even have to implement my brother Seth because it's his show, and, and if he gets a chance to explain it, he can understand it, he can explain it from his viewpoint greater than I. There is a group of people. They are actually the body of Christ, the church. They are a people who are alert. They're not sleep, they're not slumber. And these people have come out of what we quote unquote organized religion. I'm sorry.
4: That was an I, an, I think that was an anomaly. I think that was an anomaly. Okay. Go ahead, Brother L.
5: Okay, okay. But they've come out of organized religion. Uh, they have not come out of the faith. They have not come out of the body of Christ. But they do not adhere to organized religion, even that being defined as Christianity. And what is happening is there's becoming a separation between the weak and the tares. And the problem with that, with the deception in that regard, though, is that Christianity is what perceived to be the church, and it's not. And Christianity is actually what began as a state religion and was used to colonize all of Africa. Uh, It began through the innovation of a man called Constantine. When Constantine... Legalized Christianity, he did more than just legalize Christianity. He empowered it. He, gave the, he took land from other people and gave it to the bishops of the church. And the church, which was, was supposedly had started with 12 men, now has become usurped with the state authority and state power. And it has now become a, a tool used to do what? To control the people. So if we look at the scriptures, and I tell people there's need no argument, just, it, just look at it from a scriptural point of view, and then you'll be able to determine what is what. Now, that's very because it talks about in the, book, in the book of Thessalonians a great falling away, a great apostasy in regard to what John is about to uh, do further elaboration on, which is the catching up way of the church, as it's being referred to. Well, prior to that, it talks about that that day should not come until that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who will show himself to be God as he takes his seat in the temple of God. And that's going to happen through these Ashkenazi Jews who are now in control of what was formerly Palestine and prior to that, which was Israel, Judah. Well, now they are, if you see it on all these Christian networks, you see these Christians and Jews. You have now Christian television networks in Tel Aviv, in Israel. And remember, it was those, those very people, the people who run, who govern the state, they are about as antichrist as you can get. But they are going to convince many people who have come under the umbrella of Christianity to believe that the antichrist is actually the return of Christ. And then prior to that, and this is where it really gets into what we're talking about now, Through means of obedience, because that's what Christianity teaches you. It teaches you submission and obedience to authority. It is its most main thrust and focus. Not the doctrine of the Bible, per se. I'm talking about the religion. That's how we were held in subjection when we came through slavery, because they told certain slaves who were articulate, and they gave them certain scriptures to dictate to us and our so-called religious services. And the crust of the, the the modus operandi always was centered around slaves obey your masters, be a good Christian, because a good Christian is a person, for all intents and purposes, who is subservient and passive. I go further with that, but John, I think that that's probably what you wanted me to get out. Kick it back over to you. If
4: there's any further things further ahead, yeah, that's, actually that's well beyond what I was requesting. But I think I, I love I love that from a standpoint of, folks, it, L really went out of his way <laughs> to explain this this uh, portion uh, the, the the notion of the born again believers in relationship to quote unquote Christianity because. Uh, every born-again believer could, quote-unquote, fall under the heading of Christianity because they are followers of Christ. That's that's kind of like what the name represents. But, see, all Christians, quote-unquote, are not born-again believers. And I think it's important to understand that. There are some people who just simply practice the religion of Christianity, and they may do nice things. To, you know, <laughs> it's like they can do nice things. And, and those things are are, are important. And they may have a, a, a better moral compass uh compass or something to that effect, but that does not make a born again believer. A born again believer is born again by faith. And and they were known by God before the foundations of this world ever were made. They were already known of God. And they were yeah, and the all the being uh,
5: I'm
4: sorry? Oh Jen,
5: I was gonna say I was gonna say, yeah, one the one of the major distinctions is is that they are the elect. That's what we talk exactly. about, the election by grace. They are the elect, and everybody who is presupposing, I mean, even people now that we're supposed to be into faith, what will prove our faith? It is our faith that makes us accept we're born of the Spirit, not by the will of man, and that's the, so very significant, and that's what the, makes it significant that they are, we are the elect of God. And that is the distinguishing factor. And the elect is those who are born of the Spirit, not by the means of man or through means of a religion or adhering to religious faith, right. being adherent to a religious faith. But we are born of the Spirit by the will of God, which makes us the elect according to faith. And us who are Israel, we are the elect according to grace, the elect of Israel according to grace, because all Israel ain't getting in either.
4: And there you have it. And so... Folks, the reason why we stress this portion right here is because that is the church. That right there. The word yes. church in the Greek is ecclesia. It means called out assembly. That's who the church really is. So uh, we've all heard that the church is not the building. It's the people in the building. Well, sometimes it's not even them, okay? You have to be a born-again believer to be that called out assembly, the elect, according to Grace, as L stated just moments ago. And so the reason why we hammer that in is because it's been stated across many a pulpit um, that that called-out assembly, that church will be taken away in the quote-unquote catching up, or some people call it the rapture, even though that word is not in the Bible, but that that, that, that would take place before the tribulation took place And so before we got started on that discussion We need to establish, well, who exactly is the called out assembly The ecclesia, the elect of God Who, who is that? And I think El um, has pretty much hammered that down And I've buttressed his uh, position Letting you know that if you are not born of water And born of the spirit Born of water means that you came into this earth through a placenta the water broke and you found your first day, first revolution um, uh, of a day, that was born of water. Born of the spirit means that your spirit was reborn. It, 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 it was, it was now uh, a, has a connection with God as opposed to just the spirit of, of man. It's important for us to understand that because um, when we talk about pre mid or post uh, rapture or um, the catching up if you will we need to know who we're talking about all right Um, so just quickly going back to last week's show uh, we spoke about the New World Order again that order is in place it the sovereign countries just have not um, told their citizens of such Um, I spoke to my brother, and this this was an interesting conversation on on more than one level, because my brother, he actually manages a senior living facility, 85 beds. Um, And so I wanted to hit him up and just find out what's going on as it pertains to the coronavirus in his facility, because I've seen numerous accounts where these facilities are being ravaged, by the coronavirus, of course, the elderly are there, and they're particularly particularly susceptible to the virus because their immune system is not as strong as it may have been when you know when you have an 18-year-old or a 25-year-old or whatever the case may be. So they're particularly susceptible. So I hit my brother up, and I like my brother because he's a very practical thinker. He's not particularly. He, he's a believer, but he's not particularly uh, one to discuss religion a whole lot. You know what I mean? He just goes about his life doing his thing. So I'm like, Billy, his name is Billy. What's going on in your facility? I said, I couldn't help but to ask. And I'm like, I'm curious. And he's like, oh, well, things are going well. We have no um, outbreaks of the coronavirus with our residents nor our staff. I said, really? He's like, yeah, everything is good. He said, we kind of got out early, and we got a lot of blowback from the family members because they were unable to come visit. But when things started to get worse, they kind of eased up because they kind of felt like, okay, he made a pretty good decision uh, in doing this, and now they don't have a single count of anything in his facility. I'm like, okay. So... You don't find that like even remotely odd that you don't have anything out of all these people. He's like, well, nah I mean, you know, we did a good job, you know, doing this, this, that, the other, all of the uh, preventative measures that they had taken. But you all know that when you look on the news, it's like preventative measures are meant to slow it down. It was by no means meant to stop. It looks like all hell is breaking loose on the news. Let them tell it. And don't get me wrong, I don't particularly deny it. I just don't trust them. That being the news outlets And so I have to look at everything with a raised eyebrow Well, I go on to talk to him about the coronavirus And, and he is kind of like He felt like, you know, you need to be really careful And this is that there. And I'm like, so you don't feel like that it's possible That it's just being utilized to, to, to control people And nothing like that He's like, nah, why would you think that? <laughs> nah, Why why would, why would you think that? And I'm thinking And, I, and here's the key to what, 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 the reason why I bring this up I said, Billy, at what point in time have you ever seen every almost virtually every country in the world follow the exact same steps to stop anything, any, any outbreak, anything? And I, I said, there's only a, a few countries. I think Sweden was one, and there was another one, I think, in South America somewhere, who they, they didn't do this. All right, but everybody else did, for all intents and purposes. They did this. I said, don't you find that odd? And he's kind of like, well, I mean, that's what the World Health Organization directed everyone to do, uh, the CDC directed everyone to do, and people just followed suit. Now, folks, I want you all to think about that because it is a logical argument. It's a logical argument. My only problem is who is the World Health Organization? Well, if I am the president of John Clark Land, okay, and the World Health Organization contacts me and says, "Uh, President John, we have a situation where uh, this virus is, is starting to spread, and we're concerned, and we want all countries to put their people on quarantine and lock down the economy so that we can try and get a hold to this thing before uh, it gets too bad. I'll be like, now, who are you? <laughs> Where are you calling from? The world, Okay, I've heard of you. So you want me to tell all of my people to do this, that, the other. Folks, I don't know how many countries there are in the world, but everybody but two countries said, okay, folks, that is not how humans do. That's not how humans act. And that's the reason, I, and I brought that to my brother's attention. And I'm like, when have you ever seen everybody doing the we are the world <coughs> song? You know, I say that jocularly, but I'm just saying, everybody's in agreement on exactly how to approach this. I had a problem with that. And even though me and my brother disagreed, we said we're going to sit tight for a couple of weeks and we're going to see how things pan out and see what happens. I'm telling him that it's just a matter of time before mandatory vaccinations or you can't get move around unless you have this or have that or so on and so forth. It's like, it's only a matter of time before these things take place. And he's like, uh, I don't know, John. I think you're being a little bit uh, dramatic. And I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll come back and revisit it. Folks, it's a legitimate, if you watch news and you really don't do a whole lot of reading the Bible, looking at prophecies or whatever the case may be, or you just entirely trusting of your government, I can understand how you could have that position. All right? For me, I'm, I am scrutinize it. And so that is kind of like a, a discussion that I felt like was Fair to put out there, because I said, John, maybe you are dramatic maybe you maybe 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 you have a particular line of thought that you've had for thirty years, which is questioning authority and their motives, and maybe because you think that way is the reason why you feel this way it's legitimate maybe you maybe you do not allow contra, uh, contrary thoughts to have a moment's notice in your mind just to to k- kind of uh, settle before you kick them out. Well, I feel like I'm open-minded, folks. I do. And so, with that being said, you know, last week we were talking about this one-world government, and I believe that the fact that all of these countries Followed the exact same suit was a telltale sign that you have uniformity, uniformity in uh, strategy. The, the people who did not have outbreaks. We're doing this exact same thing financially. I explained last week you have a one world economy, a one world economy where an effect something that takes place here is purportedly affecting things over here in another country, really, really um, a huge impact from something taking place in one country compared to what takes place in another country. Folks, if you're older than 40, 45 years old, it didn't used to be that way. But it has been nurtured either actual or by perception to give you the thought and and to slowly click up the dial of we operate as one unit. Even though we're all separate countries, it's slowly being clicked up. You see – that they speak about the economy, shutting down economies. Folks, do you realize that that was impossible in Israel? You couldn't shut down the economy. Why? Because the economy was self sustaining on one person's inheritance. When God gave them their inheritance, that was the land. On that land, you had the ability to farm. You had the ability to have your sheep. You had your goats. You had your wife. You had your kids. You were pretty much self-sustaining unless you had to go to market, which was an economy. You go to market, so to speak, and you trade things. Someone has olive oil. Someone has grapes. You didn't have grapes. You didn't plant that particular harvest. You had wheat and you had barley. You're trading those things. That's an economy and it, but it's not it's not like this one think about it shut down the economy in Israel and what do you have you yeah, have people with more, way more wheat or what, they don't have any grapes to make wine or whatever the case may be but they can still sustain themselves on their land you do not need the government to come in and bail you out you do not need that that's the difference between babylon which we spoke on last week and the way that the Messiah's uh, uh, plan or the way he laid it out for his chosen people, Babylon mandates that you invest yourself into the system. Now, if you think about it, Cain and Abel, folks, again, I won't go into the scripture, but this will give you some insight. Cain and Abel, their are brothers. They're this offspring of Adam and Eve. Cain rose up against Abel and killed him. God put a mark on Cain, as it were, and, um, so, that, so, so that Cain wouldn't just immediately be killed or whatever the case may be. And it says that Cain went and built a city. That's the first thing he did. When he, when he basically received that mark, the first thing he did was build a city there's only two persons in the Bible that you kind of understand that for them, the, the final place that they go to, you understand that. Everybody else is always kind of up in the air. You don't know what's going on. But for Cain and for the son of perdition, which was uh, Judas, the one who betrayed the Messiah, it says plainly that Cain was the seed of the devil. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about Judas. You can look that up for yourself. But Cain was. Cain went and built a city. Why, folks? Why did Cain build a city? The reason why Cain built a city, think about the purpose of a city, as opposed to, let's say, the country where you have your, people are spread out and they farm their land. And from every week they may go to market or something like that. But aside from that, they are on their land. The purpose of a city is so that people can rely upon one another as opposed to relying upon God. You know, when you are dealing with just the land and the weather, there has to be some degree of reliance or you are, even if you are a heathen, you have to hope that the weather is going to be in your favor, that the land is going to be rich with nutrients in your favor. But when you are working within a city, you rely upon your fellow man. He supplies the electric. You supply the shoes. Someone else supplies the gasoline. Everything, it, it's all interconnected. That's the, that's the purpose of a city. And if you remember When they built the Tower of Babel, God told them to overspread the earth and to subdue it. They said, hey, let's stop here and let's build this tower so that we can make a name for ourselves and not be scattered. They were actually doing the opposite of what they were told to do. That was rebellion, group rebellion against God. They're going to go ahead, and we're going to build this city, and we're going to build this tower. We're going to rebel against the Most High. And we're going to make a name for ourselves. And if you look at every major city, folks, you're going to find a major piece of architecture there. It's, all, it's almost like inevitable that there's going to be a public work or a huge building. In Chicago, it's the John Hancock. In, the, in New York, it used to be the Twin Towers. Now it's the One World, the one world Tower or whatever they call it. In Paris, is the Eiffel Tower. In China, it's the Great Wall of China. It's all, every place has some particular um, – the needle in Seattle. It's just like that. And then they have their particular teams, if you will, and they put more faith in their teams and time in their teams than they do the most high. But the point is that the city, that's the way that we were able – the economy has been weaponized against us. They had the ability to control the economy, and now we, living in cities oftentimes – have to rely on them to help sustain us. We need you to give us money so that we can pay for this or pay for that, because now you stopped our ability to earn. <laughs> the economy is now weaponized, folks. And while I considered this, a couple, about two weeks ago, I considered this to be uh, a test. I'm not certain anymore. I'm not sure. I'm, the, the jury is back out on that one, folks, uh, that being the coronavirus. It's, it's kind of out. Uh, In my mind But um, I do want to quickly touch on Babylon The harlot We were talking about Babylon Right at the end of the show Brother Leonard was explaining how uh, How the harlot was on the back of the beast That beast being the system of this world The harlot I consider to be none other than the U.S. And I'm going to explain to you why I'm going to go to Revelations 18, and I'm just going to read one attribute of the harlot. One attribute. I'm going to pick up Revelations 18. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump down to 11, because... Babylon is going to fall, all right? And it says that when Babylon falls, verse 11, and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buys their merchandise anymore. The merchandise of gold and silver. Before I name all of these, think about what makes an economy. What makes gross domestic product? What is that? Goods and services, that's, that's the foundation of any economy. Goods and services, what are they producing? The goods, the products, or services, be it like me. I'm a mortgage broker. I, I produce a service of hooking up a lender with a buyer or someone who's refinancing their home. It's a service. I don't create a product. But that's how you um, are able to measure a country's output. It's called gross domestic product. I'm going to do a quick search, and then I'm going to tell you all what, that, what, uh, what it is in just a moment to give you an idea of who the U.S. is in relationship to the other countries of the world. So the merchandise of Babylon, she has gold, silver, Precious stones and and pearls, fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and tying wood and all manner of vessels of ivory, all manner of vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and souls of men. Folks, a lot of persons were saying that Babylon was the, the uh, Roman Catholic Church. When, <laughs> at what point in time was the Roman Catholic Church peddling products and services to the tune? And now keep in mind, understand that while all of these different products, primarily, because all of these were products up until we got down into slaves. And souls of men, and there are your services. All right. So, what point? At what point? And we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna leave you with a question because we're gonna be taking a break here in just a moment. And then we're gonna all chime in. At what point in time did um, the Roman Catholic Church, or the Pope,
2: <laughs>
4: being the head of industry, what point in time did they, did, did merchants? Deal with the Roman Catholic Church And became rich to the point that they would Cry if the Roman Catholic Church Were to fall apart And now they could no longer sell their goods And services, it's called never folks Never There is one country And You all know who this country is There is one country Who leads in gross Domestic product and there's no one close And so I'm going to put this into the hands of Sister Eliana so that we can take our commercial break, um, and then we'll come back and we'll discuss this further.
3: Wow, Sister Eliana, that was so powerful. Oh, thank you. Yes, wasn't that thank powerful? You, Sister Those, Eliana. Aren't, aren't our hearts burning with all this information? So yes, we yes. are going to be going to a commercial break here in two minutes, and I just want to thank our brother, for sharing, and he is leading this talk tonight. So if you've just joined us um, on Five Smooth Stones, you have um, our teacher is Brother John. We also have Brother Elishua, Brother Leonard, Brother Seth, and I am your sister, Eliana, and we're welcoming you to this night's discussion. Our topic, again, if you're just joining us, is Year 2020 in Prophecy, New World Order and the Future Catching Away of the Saints. And
1: with that, we're going to go to commercial. And, again, I want to thank Brother John for doing such a great job. Folks, he's just laying out methodically. Y'all know how John does it. And uh, we're going to come back and, and I'll comment a little later on all what he's saying. But I do appreciate, appreciate what the brother's doing. Uh, again, I just want to remind everybody, uh, you listen to the Five on on Network. Again, tonight, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about a couple, several things. We're talking about the New World Order. We're talking about the Cashing the way of the Saints. We're going to hit the Book of Revelations pretty hard tonight. You want to have your Bibles out, folks. You want to have your Bibles out. I gonna warn you. You want to have your Bibles out, okay? And follow Brother John. I mean, I know, it's, um, uh, I know it's a little deep for some of y'all, but just follow him. It's not really as complicated as, as some of y'all think, okay? Um, and uh, Brother Leonard, are you still there? I just want to, again, thank you for tuning in tonight. I know you haven't said anything, but I just we really appreciate your presence, brother. We really do. And uh, we just know that when you do share, um, you're going to have something to say. You just know that. And so y'all both may have a little little, little problem with my uh, th- my uh, system here. So, brother Leonard, in about two minutes, go ahead and share anything you've gleaned from what you've heard, because I'm literally having trouble with my board here, and I want to... Uh, my uh, my technical difficulties with my uh, audio here. So go ahead and just share in about two minutes what you what you feel in the spirit so far so far.
5: Well,
6: it, it's in um, Daniel. He, um, he, he, if you notice, the uh, it's always using four. So in in, in um, Daniel chapter seven, Alexander when he passed away, uh, he had four. He, his kingdom, the Greek kingdom, was divided into four parts. Well, the same thing happened in the fourth beast with, with, with uh, Constantine. It was the, 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 the beast, which is the fourth beast, received a womb in the head. The giants came in and sacked Rome. That's the womb. Then uh, the, the kingdom was divided into four parts. Constantine brought it back together, the beast that was. He, he destroyed three kings, which was Longinus and Maximus and the other guy, And then then he brought the Roman Empire, brought the beast back as the Roman Empire. He's the man that changed the laws and and times and all that at the Council. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Okay, folks, I got the audio back, so I'm going to take a little short break. And, brother, we'll comment on what you just said. That was pretty uh, interesting, as you always do, brother. (laughs) Again, folks, thank you all for tuning in. We'll be right back, folks. Very interesting, Brother Leonard. Very interesting. You never seek to amaze us. Powerful power. <laughs> no we'll doubt. be right back, folks. <laughs> this song is actually talking about the revelations what happened to the saints in the end, folks. So check it out. <laughs>
3: Our brother Leonard, and he had made some powerful statements, and uh, we wanted to um, have him just kind of recap, and then give the um, listening audience a chance, and either and, and also our um, panelists a chance to, to uh, respond, and then we want to hear from Brother Elshua, who is um, also on the line, very knowledgeable in this in this area as well um and then we'll respond and then we'll be turning it back over to our um speaker tonight brother John after we hear from brother Leonard and then brother Elishua. if I may yes. if I may
4: um yes. that commercial break actually does have a commercial, <laughs> it, has a commercial. I, I, it does and and the reason the reason why um I wanted to say this is because of the the uh brother Dan
0: whom
6: Many Thanks of you enough.
4: have Yeah. yeah. Many of many of you are familiar with Brother Dan. He he has been in uh kind of like a rehab situation for the last several weeks and he hasn't been able to get out and and join us. However, he runs a company called Gospel Tracks Wow. It is a company that creates tracks. I'm sure you all at some point in time in your life have had someone give you a track that said Hey, where will you spend eternity or something? You know, it gives you different messages. And so Dan has this company, and he has literally sent tracks all over the world. And uh, I wanted to make everyone aware of this, and the reason being is that this is a way that you can witness to someone without doing a whole lot of speaking. If you are a little, let's say, shy, shy, hush, hush, eye to eye as the song goes, you don't like to walk up to people and say, hey, brother, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Ain't that the way they normally do it? <laughs> well, you don't have to do it that way, folks. You can, you can get to you a gospel track at gospeltrackswow.com. That's spelled G- G-O-S-P-E-L, gospel, tracks, T-R-A-C-T-S. It's not like the train track. It's T-R-A-C-T-S, wow, dot com. And by doing that, you would be able to further support your brother's business, and we should always always be supportive of one another before we support persons outside of ourselves uh, so that we can continue to grow in financial strength. Um, But, yes, you can get gospel tracks through that avenue, and actually if you let Dan know that you heard this on Five Smooth Stones, you will receive a bonus gift. I'll let you find out what that is. Uh, Thank you so much, Sister Eliana, for letting me give that plug. Um, You can pick back up where you were.
3: No problem. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. And um, also another little commercial. Uh, Real quick, we do have a a brother among us that's kind of new to our Five Smooth Stones family, and um, he does work with um, indexed annuities. His name is Fred Arthur, and he is a man that you can trust if you're worried about your finances in this time. Um, if you need to move your funds into some secure investment, you really want to talk to our brother, Fred Arthur. And you can do that by letting one of us panelists know, and we can put you in touch with him. So with that being said, commercial over, we're going to hear from (laughs) our brother Leonard. Does anybody else have a little mini commercial before we go? We want to hear from our brother Leonard because he had made a, a powerful statement um, and we want to revisit that so that um, we can get a clearer understanding in our topic tonight. And I know people have questions. So, Brother Leonard, can you come back and and restate what you had said before our commercial?
6: Yes, yeah. It's it's um the four beast. It's also in in the third beast, the Greek kingdom. It was Alexander passed away, and he had four generals that took his uh the Greek kingdom was divided into four. It also happened in the fourth beast when, when the, uh, the Vandals and the Visigoths uh, and um, the it was three races of giants came in through the, uh, the Roman uh, the wall Hadrian had built, and they came in, they sacked Rome, the fourth beast. So the fourth beast uh, received a wound in the head. Then it was divided into four. Constantine uh, suppressed the other three. He overcame the other three generals and became sole emperor. And he revived the Roman Empire. The beast that was and was not and still is, he brought it back with the Roman, holy Roman Empire. And we're still living under that right now. So that's why if you go to Daniel chapter 7, verse 24, it says, Ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall arise after them. And he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings. That's Constantine, 25. And he shall speak great words. He at the counsel here, think great words against the Most High, and he shall wear out the saints of the Most High. Saints are the uh, Israelite, Hebrews, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into His hands until a times, time and half a time. we still living under that. we still living under that right now. So 26 says, "But the judgment shall set, and they shall take away His kingdom. Constantine kingdom, we're still under it, to consume and destroy until the end and the kingdom of in dominion and the greatness of the the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints. That's the Israelites, uh, of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Here, too, is the end of the matter. And as for me, Daniel, my condemnation much uh, much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter to my heart. So when you understand that, Ezekiel 37, that's that's literal. He raises up the saints out of their graves. They already knew it was going to get resurrected. And he tells us in 37 and 11, the saints said, this is a great army. What that army is going to do, Joel, is going to, is going to, at the Battle of Megiddo, the very end against Gog and Magog, is going to destroy all of them, the saints of the Mosiah, going to take the kingdom. So what you're looking at is Babylon, Started out, Nebuchadnezzar kingdom The reason why we're dealing with four kingdoms Is, that, is Babylon came on the scene When Israel became a nation That's why he's dealing with four beasts it was, it, was, it was Egypt and Assyria before that But we're dealing with Babylon Medes and Persians The Greeks and the Romans Because those kings came along after Israel became a nation So When you get to the fourth beast it, The reason why it has uh, It's got characteristics of the first three That's why it has a lion head uh, bad feet because it's it's, it's it's part of the other three. It's only one kingdom. Constantine brought it and made it into the, the Holy Roman Empire, and we're still under that. At the very end, he's going to raise up our forefathers <laughs> out of their graves an exceedingly great army, and they're going to take the kingdom. They knew all of this before. Thanks to the Most High. Okay, so, like I said, in Ezekiel, 30, in, uh, Ezekiel 37 and 11. Said our breath came into them And they stood
4: on their feet An exceedingly great army Agreed. Agreed If I may, Brother Leonard Now let me tell you what I love about Brother Leonard <laughs> Me and Brother Leonard We do not agree on all things However, I can't help but to be intrigued <laughs> When Brother Leonard Is saying what he's saying Because a lot of the stuff that Brother Leonard says I honestly do agree with Some of it I'm like, I don't know Brother Leonard It's almost to the point that It's disappointing that Brother Leonard is in Louisiana and I'm right here in, T- in Fort Worth. Because me and L, there's a lot of things that we disagreed on. But we literally get to call each other. We would call each other every day and be like, yo, what do you think about this? And I'd be like, nah, 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 nah. He said, nah, 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 it is. It's right here. Look, look, look at that. I said, well, how can you say that? And I go to a different script. How can you say that is this? He said, because of this. And we and we get to do that all the time because we've we been squad for 30 years. And it's like. I, I would love to bounce stuff off of Brother Linda. I, I Matter of fact, Brother Linda, when are your shows? If, let's have another shameless plug. When when do you do your blog talk show? So the people people uh, people who resonate with what you're saying, they can listen okay. in. and I may do that myself.
6: Well, f- first of all, um, I'm I'm 24/7 about the Most High. So my phone number is is
4: 337. Uh, 337- hold up, Hold up, no, Hold up. No, no. One second. Hold up, One second. All right, kick it, kick
6: it. 337-802-0889. Call me in China. Um, but I have yeah. So I have a a, a of awakening. I have a YouTube channel with with uh, with, uh videos on it, and we have a, a um, conference call line. It's it's um. Let me get the number.
4: Why are you, looking for, that Why are you okay, looking
6: for that yeah, number? Okay, yeah. So, okay, go ahead. 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 Now it's, it's um, I I, don't, I can't remember
2: right
6: now. But but anyway, okay. we, we, okay. we 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 on, we on at um, so uh, Wednesday night. we we read uh, the Book of Enoch and we have class. Thursday night we read the Book of Jasher and we have class, and on it's Q and A. Anybody have any questions about anything on on Friday nights? Then we have a morning Sabbath class at 9 o'clock, and uh, right. um, we have an evening, evening Shabbat class. Close out the Shabbat on in the evening at 6 o'clock. And before the show so get off, I need a number.
4: Exactly. Do that because, again, there are people who may resonate with what it is that you're saying, uh, and you know they can have someone that they can speak with, and I may hit you up on your phone number just to kind of bounce some things off you. What I'll bounce off you right now, though, is the beast that was and is not and yet is. And I know a lot of people would be like, what? (laughs) The beast, think about that. That that really is almost like very, very enigmatic. Uh, The beast that was not, that was, and then was not, and yet is. All right. So Brother Leonard, he just stated, but he didn't really go into – you know, well, I shouldn't say that he did. He actually explained it from uh, uh, the the uh, the emperors of Rome. He was explaining how it was divided into four areas. Constantine overcame three emperors and was ruling as basically the head of Rome prior to being sacked by the um, uh, the, the various barbarian, the Germanic and barbarian uh, uh, tribes that came from. The North. The only problem that I had with that, and, and I just, again, respectfully submit it, because I know if I say anything otherwise, Kevin's going to be on this line in just a minute, <laughs> a minute to,
0: to
2: set, to set, to set his
4: face. I know you're up out there, Kevin. I know you just be lurking and waiting. No, I'm just kidding, bro. But seriously, the beast that was and is not and yet is. And I'm going to go to Revelation 9. Now, I know, uh, uh, Brother Leonard, I, I don't know how you view Revelation, and that may not be a book that you hold to be uh, uh, the inspired word of God. But for for me, it is, and that's the reason why we utilize this particular book. But I want to go to Revelation 9, and it says, The fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven and unto the unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit, and he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out the out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of, of the earth have power. And it goes on to explain about these locusts and, and how they're going to hurt the earth, and they're going to hurt the, 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 the men who had, who did not have the seal of God in their foreheads which <clears throat> uh basically it was we it, it spoke of them in Revelation 7 and it talks about the the scorpion uh those the, the locusts and and it, it gives a very vivid description of them okay so they came as it stated out of the bottomless pit perverse perverse per 2 I'm going to quickly go over to Revelation 17 because it's going to talk about that beast and it says Revelation 17 and 7 and the angel said unto me wherefore didst thou marvel because he he saw this beast and he was marveling I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and the beast that carrieth her which hath seven heads and ten horns you actually made reference to this last week brother Leonard the woman uh, right. that sat on the back of the beast right. And it says in, in verse 8 The beast that thou sawest Was and is not And shall ascend out of the bottomless pit And go into perdition Okay so That's the reason why I say well I don't know Brother Leonard and the reason why is that We know that the beast that goes Into that bottomless pit <laughs> that is Satan himself Satan once he comes out of that pit He's going to have a short amount of time to gather the nations of the earth, Gog and Magog, and they will be uh, surrounding the uh, city of, of Jerusalem or Israel, if you will, and God is going to rain down fire, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and the Satan is going to be tossed into the lake of fire where the false prophet and the beast uh, are. And so, as you can see, that's the reason why I'm like, "I oh, don't know, brother Leonard, because you're if if what you're saying is the case, I would only see it as a type and a shadow of what's to take place because those two scriptures that I just gave give you specifically that particular uh action of the beast coming out of the bottom of this pit and it says that he was and and is not and yet is, and so if you would like to uh, comment on that, by all means, do. I don't. I'm not going to comment any further on it. I just wanted to say, like, that's the reason why me and Brother Leonard sometimes we don't be seeing things eye to eye. And I'd be like, uh, and, and Brother Seth is right. He's ready to say, okay, y'all off topic.
3: <laughs> 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 okay, but now, and we our, are. but the moderator is getting ready to say, we don't want to get too far off the point, but we do want to hear we from do. Brother Elishua. Let us hear yes. from our Brother Elishua right now. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thanks. Okay. Well,
5: uh, yeah. Well, um, of course. In re- in regards to what Brother Leonard said, because um, I, I agree with both of you, I want to, you know, I think it's good if we kind of revisit the topic. Um, but I would say this in regards to what Brother Leonard says that. Of course, I'm going to have disagreements with brother Leonard, with what Brother Leonard said. I don't have a disagreement with him as a person. I have a disagreement with the doctrine because we come from two absolute theological viewpoints, so therefore we see things in Scripture differently. I am a Messianic Israelite, which means that I believe in the Mashiach, and I believe that what was in the Scriptures is with types and shadows to point to that which was to come. And that, when he said, "I show unto you a mystery, because up until that point, until that which came which was born of the spirit which brought the revelation of the mist- of the mystery, it could not be manifest, so uh yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have <clears throat> those points of the contentions." In regard to that, and that John just very um, expertly laid out in the Scriptures, the Scriptures actually speak to a difference of agreement. And in the story, if he's a non messianic He's going to reject the book of Revelation, which gives on the revelation of what was actually revealed in the book of Daniel, which Brother John was attempting to do. And that's why come he visited the uh, book of Daniel before he was getting ready to proceed to the book of Revelation. And then, therefore, in the interest of time, I just want to put this out there real quick, and that is what's significantly important about what John is stating in regard to the rapture. Uh, what's significantly important about it is because many people feel like they're going to be rescued from the trials and the woes that are going to come upon the earth. So in that regard, they don't see a need in order to be more aware, more informed, more concerned about the things that are going forth. Well, even in that regard, the problem is the neglect to do the duty of preaching the gospel of the kingdom to all nations and to all kingdoms. And so that, that yet still doesn't motivate them. So that's the importance. But when we, when we get to the 13th chapter, when we talk about the beast, the most significant aspect, I think for our understanding and for this subject matter is that is in regards to that, there will come a time when you cannot buy or sell without a mark. And the reality is, is that we're in a situation to what's been revealed in Scripture now shows a very great semblance to the reality that we are experiencing and that we are embarking upon. And that is, I think, what's extremely significant is that if we can see in Scripture, it's like John is stating, is that if you control the economy, and if you go to what is, what is proposed as a digital economy, and then at the same time you control the natural resources then what happens is the only way people can exist is they have to rely upon the government, and you cannot access what from the government unless you have a mark in a mark on your forehead or in your hand, which can be disseminated through a vaccine. So uh, I just think that that's very significant, very important for, under, for us to understand that if you are a believer, and if you are what John stated, you are born again of the Spirit, then these are things that you need to be concerned because we are told to be watchful and pray. We're told to pray, but we're told to be watchful. And I think that many believers are willing to pray, but I think that they're very negligent in the terms of being watchful because literally if you were watchful, we could have this discussion and we could literally point you from the book of revelations, dealing with the actions of the beast. And John, that was a question that you proposed, which I wanted to get back to. And I'll end it with this and kick it back to uh, you, sister Eliana. And that was this. You said, who is the World Health Organization? What a lot of people are not aware of is that the World Health Organization is an agency of the United Nations. And everyone on this panel is aware of the United Nations UN Agenda 2030. Now, we keep using this term new world order. Well, you need to drop. Well, you can continue to say New World Order, but the New World Order is the current World Order. And that World Order is being governed and ruled through, from the UN. And so when you see the problem with Babylon coming up as a conflict within all of this, it's because it's not just the economy and their military might, but it's that notion of freedom which opposes this New World Order. And so, therefore, who would you hit the heaviest because they are of need as to being the greatest subdued in order to follow suit with the agenda? America. America. So Bill Gates pointed to the World Health Organization. World Health Organization is an agency of the United Nations. And there you have it. You have the beats. You have the order already for We You have the brother. I'm so, sorry, Sister
3: Eliana? All right, that's so powerful, and which brings me to—we um, do have a caller on the line, and the caller I'm proud to say is my father, Bishop Jim Richard. And we actually had this very conversation that Brother Elshua was talking about Bill Gates and the world order, the vaccine. But my father has a different question pertaining to the conversation, and he is at to uh, Brother Seth um, to if you can bring him in. Um, uh two oh nine three two five. It will be my father and he does have a question. And I'm gonna ask 209-325. my father to please speak.
1: Two oh nine three two five. Okay, let's do it because I don't see a hand up, but I but I hear you. Thank you for letting me know it's up. Okay. Two oh nine three two five, go ahead. You're on the air. Welcome to the Five On Network. We'd like to know your name and your city, please. Your name and your city, please first.
7: Oh, thank you, brother, and uh God blessed to meet you brother. Me Brother Seth, Brother John, uh, my name is uh, Bishop Jim. Uh, well, welcome, name is Richard. welcome, Bishop. Jim. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you can hear me. And the city is Atwater, Atwater, California.
1: Welcome to the show. And,
7: but, thank you so much. I'm enjoying everything I've been hearing. My question was, and to make it brief, I'm sure there's a lot of questions on the line. We were talking about the uh, Babylon, uh, the one that, uh, which. The judgment is going to be poured out on Babylon in Revelation, uh, the 18th verse, going on to, uh, I'm going to just shorten it and go down to verse 13. And I'm just going to read this one uh, a scripture, and I'm going to ask the question. Uh, and cinnamons and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves And the soul of men Okay that's my focal point Uh, Would you agree with me or do you think that When A part of the judgment of God On this Babylon Could the slaves of the soul of men Be The Hebrew uh, People the males who That America has incorporated For so many even such lengthy sentences and so on And they've also made money uh, With our men and women on the stock market That's my
4: question uh, Unequivocally, I, I agree 100% Bishop Jim um, yes, I, yes. Apps, without, a, without a Second thought Because we know who built The textile industry We know who did uh, uh, Planted And harvested sugar Tobacco and cotton yes. In the United States In South America In the islands We were basically the ones who built the economy that built the nation. Prior to that, what did you have? It was just the land. And so they brought in those slaves, uh, or I should say our forefathers, and we went in and we went to work and we did our part, uh, which was uh, a directive of the most high. We were obviously uh, operating under that 400-year time frame but, yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I don't see how it could be anything other than that. We were, we were the – anybody else that they tried to enslave couldn't endure. They, they tried to enslave other peoples. They couldn't endure it. We could.
5: Yes, yes. And in regard to the, ju- in regard to the judgment, absolutely. The, it's not just America, but those who know the scriptures, that uh, that's one of the reasons why come established religion fights the reality of knowing who we are and that there has been a planned concerted agenda to keep the world from knowing who we are because it's real simple. Our liberation means their immediate judgment. And so Absolutely. when the most is going to so when the most is going to judge Babylon at that time, um even at that point you see, just as John read from the book of Isaiah a couple of weeks ago, you see that scripture repeating itself in the book of Revelation when he's saying, how long, how long before you avenge us of the enemy? And he says, just a little while. And then it, it those are souls up on the altar. And then he says that the judgment comes. Well, the very reason that America's being judged is us. It ain't being judged because of her, it, it says that she's going to be judged for her wickedness, but literally, it says, I believe that. Repay, repay to her, the scripture clearly says, it says, repay to her, and she, is, repay to her double. She is double. I,
7: I agree. Yes,
5: double. So the point of time is that yes, there's going to come a point of time, and that point of time is really upon us. And so we're in a place in, in a transition where we're being prepared, and that the, the most necessary thing You know, I was uh Brother Seth on the line here, and um, and I would say this when it came to the word of faith movement, uh, Brother Seth was my door of access. And one of the things that I used to always say, Brother Seth, that faith is for something. Because we've all been given the measure of faith, and by that measure of faith that we're willing to act upon it and be subjected to it, it is enough, it is enough faith to warrant us our salvation through the grace of God. But let's go beyond that. And what is needed at this point in time is going to be needed and is going to be faith. Because to be honest with you, uh, Pastor uh, Bishop, sir, is that we are lacking in faith. And that's why I come we're still in the position that we're in and in the situation that we're in. Because we as a people, We trust the system, and we trust these people more than we trust our Elohim. And people say, no, I trust Elohim. Well, I always say, it's what you do that's more stronger than what you say. And it's what you do that gives credence to what you say. And if we look at it, one of the reasons why we're in the bondage that we're in is because we have become so subjected to the system and those of us who rebel, and those of who buck up, like John said, we're those people who are accused of a authority. We're those accused of people who are accused of being rebels. Wait, were you in a man of wickedness, you absolutely doggone straight,
7: we are. I hear you I can agree with you more no more than uh, okay, than more agreement what you're saying? yeah, I can, yeah, I agree we we do do need to familiarize ourselves. That these are the times we're in We're right there I mean this is We're in the book of Revelation And mm-hmm. we're saying as we read the word The spirit of God gives us the environment to seek And know that it is us There's no people in the world That have suffered and endured Such treacheries As the Hebrew people The black people all over the world Because so it has to be us No doubt not the oxen, not the Jews. But it's, the sad yeah, thing is we have not Holocaust, retent it. Many of us need, need to do more as We need international in Hebrew repentance But many of us have repented already For I know I have For uh, problems of our uh, Sins of our founding fathers And so on Plus I the Lord Jesus Christ also As my personal savior You know all of No that. doubt But still the times right. have got to fulfill themselves Okay thank you brother for the question I'm sure enjoying you all Good.
1: Thank so you Yes,
3: and thank you for calling the show. Really much, really appreciate it. You, yeah, thank you. Okay, we hear from Brother Leonard. Did Brother Leonard weigh in on my on my father's question?
6: Yeah, I want to come in on that.
3: Okay, go ahead, Brother Leonard. Wanted to hear from you.
6: Okay, first of all, I'm gonna give you my number. It's the number to uh, the conference call seven one two. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold hold on, hold on, Brother Leonard. Let me get back to my. Okay, go ahead.
4: Seven one two seven seven five seven zero three one. And what what are the time frames?
6: It's uh, Wednesday at six o'clock, and okay. Thursday at six. Uh, okay. Friday at eight. Friday evening at eight, and Saturday morning nine, and Saturday evening at six.
4: That's Central Standard Time. Yes. All right. Appreciate it, bro. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, Are you going to weigh in, in on the Bishop Jim's question?
6: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what, what you had said last week about you was reading out of 18 and you read it today too. But uh, 17 and 18, um, like I said, I, I deal with what the scripture says. So it says 18. Sure. The one I asked the question is it's a woman that's riding on the on the four beast and it's the Roman beast. And it says, 18, the woman which thou sawest is a city. It's not a country. It's a city. It says, which reigneth over the kings of the earth. It's a city. Then Now you go to 18, it also says it mm-hmm. again twice. It says, that great city. Right here, in 10. Standing afar off for a field of torment, saying, Alice, Alice, that great city. City, Babylon. Right, right. Not not a point. The point I'm saying is what but, uh, is it, hello? Yeah, so so uh, what he just read what he just read and what you just read, my point is this it says, And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her for no man buys her merchandise. So the most I made a point, listed list the things that they didn't with. And if you notice all of these things are what Israel dealt with the purple, the silk, the scarlet, but more so thirteen, the cinnamon the odor, the ornaments, the frankincense, the wine, the oil, and the main one—I don't know about nobody on the line, but I don't ever say I'm going to the store to buy fine flour. I go to the store to buy flour, but these people did it with fine flour. What is, what is this fine flour? They use it when they dress the sacrifices with the lambs and the goats and the meat. So okay. this is, this is, this is, is a, is a. It's a whore over there right now. They came back there. They was there in 70 AD, and they was kicked out. They went to Spain. Now, through the Balfour Agreement, they back there. This is the city. Jerusalem. They're there right now. They control America. Be- if anybody be paying attention, if, may- if they been paying attention, uh, uh, Israel controlled America. Israel controlled Britain. It, and And Alexander the Great was a, was an Edomite, his, his, his father Philip was an Edomite, and Philip's father was Zephno, one of the, one of the twelve sons of Esau.
4: So you believe that Israel well, is the harlot? Babylon Israel is, is the harlot,
6: Tell you it's a city, that great city. What's the well, greatest city in the there's world? there's no
4: city, there's no city, there's no city that does not come under um a nation there's no city that stands in and of itself I, that but even when you say if, if it's jerusalem jerusalem is a city so is bersheba bersheba's a city but all of those the the the, the nation is israel the city okay well, is
6: Jerusalem i well, saying so let's let's go back let's go Gentlemen. back to what you said earlier oh you, you, <laughs> you said earlier that you said earlier that uh, First Cain went out and did what he built the, he built the city. He
3: Alexandria. The
6: city. What was that? What was Alexandria's objective? He wanted to rule the world, but he wanted to build Alexandria. He went all over okay, the world build building it. Alexandria. Brother
3: Leonard, brother yeah. Leonard, this is so good. But we are coming up on 20 minutes to the close of the show. This sounds like <laughs> okay. another specific show, and so I don't want the two of you to go battling it out right now on that. But for the thank no, you for being here. I know it's beautiful, and you did you you actually did shine a bright light. Um, something we need to really revisit um, in terms of really paying attention to the detail of the word because it does say a city, which and not a nation, which is pointed observation. But we have 20 minutes, and we want to hear. We want to let our our teacher uh, bring us to that point of close. And I want to thank you guys for weighing in. But we're gonna we're gonna turn it back over to John to finish the point that he started the original teaching, and um, that's something that we should revisit in another show and really dig deep on that. But I want to turn it back Will over do. so we stay on time, and we're gonna turn it back over to Brother John. Thank everybody for waiting. in. Okay.
4: Well, let's just say, Brother Leonard, I definitely appreciate the the comment, uh, and we'll. Continue to look into those things, and to be honest, I've always stated, like even Sister Eliana said, a teacher. Everybody knows that I read the Bible recreationally. I'm no teacher. I just, I'm, just, I'm just sitting here talking to brothers and sisters about so, position, John, and I'm, I'm open. John, I'm sorry. Let me let yes. me quick
1: interjection, just out of respect for you, brother, of what just what just went down and what went down earlier, and and just we are hearing you talk about the word, But You need to quit saying you're
4: a recreational reader. Just FYI. I'm a rec- I am know what I do, man. I'm, I'm, I'm no, with you all saying, day, everything. I'm day. saying
1: you're really, really studying that Bible. I mean, I'm listening to you. I mean, people that know what you know and saying what you're saying are not recreational readers. Recreational readers to me is somebody reading the Bible once a month, once every two weeks or something like that. That was really profound. I'm giving you a compliment. That was really good. I'm I appreciate listening. it. Go right ahead. I, just I want appreciate to it. That.
4: Folks, go I'm going to get go into the thick of this to let you know that the purpose of this show for the, the second portion of it outside of the, the the New World Order was how you will know that the called-out assembly, the ecclesia, uh, or the church as we call it, the born-again believers, that they will absolutely still be on this earth, and we're about to just take this on up into the finish line. So, Folks, we're going to go to Revelation 6. Now, if you have read Revelation you understand that it, it does not read like in the beginning uh, there was a young boy who lived in Never Never Land, and then it just goes through, and now that young boy is an older man, and it just went through down a timeline. Revelation is not like that. Revelation can start out on a timeline, and then it'll stop, and it'll go to a whole nother cameo appearance with some other – Situation taking place and then it may Come back or it may drill down into something Specific however There is a There's a stretch of Scriptures That you can follow on a timeline And within that stretch You're going to find that called out assembly And this is how you will know That they will be here When the Messiah returns At the final trump So we're going to go to Revelation 6 folks we already talked about the four horsemen All right, Those are the first four seals that were broken The fifth seal um, One moment Whoops. The fifth seal Is when That's, that's going to be in Verse 9 He breaks the fifth seal And it talks about the souls of those Saints under the altar That are crying out to the Messiah How long And he speaks with them Then in verse 12, it speaks of the sixth seal. Now, folks, that sixth seal is not like the other seals. And the reason why is that those other seals, they basically can be cracked open and you're going to have to look and search and find where, where does this fit in? Where the, what, what is like this? What What's a, th- there's a famine here. There's a famine here. There was this kingdom going to conquer here. There was this war here. You gotta have to look around. But let me tell you something. When that sixth, sixth seal cracks, folks, I'm just gonna read it to you, and you'll know that there's not gonna be any question what's going on when that sixth seal is cracked. And be, and this is verse 12, Revelation 6. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo. There was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a, mi- <clears throat> excuse me, of a mighty wind. And now listen, folks. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Folks, this is a catastrophe. <laughs> this, is, this is not. This is not like, oh, look, there's the blood moon. No, this is not like the blood moon. Don't get those things confused. This is the sun becoming black as sackcloth, folks. This is the sky, the the blue skies you see it rolling back like a scroll, folks. There's no doubt that this is different. Well, folks, when this happens. When this happens, the church is still on earth Why? Because when that church is caught up to meet him in the air It is at the final trump And right now, we haven't got to the trumps yet You know why I know that? It's because we're in Revelation 6 The trumps do not begin until we get to Revelation 8 Now, if you go to Revelation 7 You get a key to understand that this is still going along a timeline. It starts out and says, and after these things, after what things? The things in Revelation 6. So the last thing in Revelation 6, it's the men of this, of this earth, no matter where the large, great, small, slave, king, they're saying, look, the day of the Lord is come, who shall be able to stand? That's what they say, Revelation 6, the final verse. Revelation 7, and after these things, we are still on that timeline. Revelation 7, it goes through all of the, the various 12,000 per tribe of Israel who are getting a mark in their forehead. I'm going to skip right over to Revelation 8 because that whole chapter pretty much consists of that discussion. And then it says, and when he had opened the seventh seal, folks, we are still on that timeline. Why? Because he opened the sixth seal at the end of chapter 6. In chapter 7, all of the Hebrews were sealed in their foreheads, 12,000 from each tribe. And then in Revelation 8, it says, and, he, and when he had opened the seventh seal, well, seven comes, out, comes after six, so we're still on that timeline. We have yet to see. Any inkling of the trumpets yet But here we go It's starting up right now There was silence in heaven About the space of half an hour And I saw seven angels Which stood before God And to them were given seven trumpets Folks, I'm going to make it real simple Those trumpets are given to those seven angels And each angel is going to blow Or sound the trump As they sound the trump Various types of things will happen the the uh, the the ocean half of it will become blood the waters half of them will become blood the X amount of people are going to die because of this or that or the other I'm not going to get into the details of that I just want you to understand within these last 12 minutes that we are still on a timeline folks that in Revelation 9. The fifth angel sounds. Well, what does that mean? That in Revelations 8, angels 1 through 4 sounded. In Revelations 9, the fifth angel sounds. We are still on that timeline. This is the scripture that we spoke about a moment ago about the beast that was and is not and yet is. This is that portion. I'm not going to focus on that. I just want you to see the timeline. Revelation 9, the fifth angel sounds. And then... Let's see here, Revelations 10, hold on, let's go back to the end of Revelations 9. So you had these scorpions basically tormenting the men who did not have the mark in their forehead, the the seal in their forehead. Revelations 10, and it says, and I saw another mighty angel. Another mighty angel Why is it another one Because the first one that came down Sealed the 144,000 That was in Revelation 7 Now another angel Comes down And he's clothed with the cloud And the rainbow was upon his head And his face was as it were the sun And his feet pillars of fire And in his hand he was had a book Okay so this is where He's telling this uh, He's telling um, The angel is telling him to go prophesy Uh, He's going to give him a book It's going to be sweet in his mouth Bitter in his stomach Um, I'm going to go down Okay Ten minutes y'all All All right. so verse 7 But in the days of the voice Of the seventh angel When he shall begin to sound He hasn't sounded yet The mystery of God shall be finished As he hath declared to his servants, the prophets, the mystery is still in effect. It hasn't taken place yet. If you go to Revelations 11, and there was given to me a reed like unto a rod and the angel stood saying, rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. He goes and he does that. He talks about the two witnesses. This is, this is all still chronologically Taking place Why do we know that because we just talked About the sixth Trump and they spoke In the future of the seventh Trump And I'm going to pick up at Verse 12 after the Witnesses are taken up into heaven And I heard and they heard a great voice From heaven this is talking about the, um, God speaking as it pertains To the witnesses that were left out in the street For three days And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, come up hither, and they shall ascend up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. And the same hour was there a great earthquake, and the tenth of the part of the city fell, and and in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand, and the remnant were affrighted, and they finally, they finally give glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past. And the third woe cometh quickly The last three trumps Were the woes uh, Five, six, and seven Woes one, two, and three So now the final trump is about to take place And it says And the seventh angel sounded And there were great voices in heaven Saying the kingdoms of this world Are become the kingdoms of our Lord And of his Christ And he shall reign forever and ever Folks If you recall previously we discussed the seven trumps that were utilized when Israel was taking were starting their campaign going into Israel. They were not to say anything. They were to go around one trip per day until the seventh day, then they would go around seven times, and when they heard the Trump, they were to yell. That is a shadow of what you're seeing right here. You had seven Trumps. And then on that seventh trump, there were great voices. Can someone tell me, what does a great voice sound like? Is that like James Earl Jones? Luke, I am your father. No, it's a <laughs> shout, folks. You sh- that is a great voice. It is loud. The kingdoms of those, this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord. That's when that the rock and Daniel hits the feet. The kingdom of our Lord does what? It becomes a big mountain, and it, it, it knocks down that image, and that image has no place to be found in all the earth. It's the exact same trump in Thessalonians. When you have the trump, when we will be like him in the twinkling of an eye, we will meet him in the air. That's when we get our glorified bodies, folks. That's when he comes back. He brings his gift with him. Our gift, he brings it with him. That's when we get our glorified body. Folks, that church, that called out assembly, those believers, that's when you meet him in the air, not mid-tribulation, not pre-tribulation. And yes, you do meet him in the air. And and people, I can understand that, you know, you may not embrace that. You don't have to. If you're a believer, that is not the foundation of your faith, whether you meet him in the air or not. That could just be something that is good for you to understand. But at the end of the day, for those who are born again, you will meet him in the air. You will get a glorified body. And as it was stated earlier, it says, give unto her, Babylon. It didn't say that he was going to do it. You give to her double what she gave to you you give it to her <laughs> you bring it to her you bring that war just like they brought it and starting out with jericho and then i and then they had the kings come together against them you see this all in revelation so folks we only have a few minutes remaining i'm going to go ahead and pull out i hope that gives you the clarity if not go back and read those scriptures again thank you sister eliana
3: all right. Well that was so powerful. We have five minutes, so we're going to take our closing comments from our panel. And um we're gonna start with Brother Leonard, then we're gonna to go to Brother Elishua, and um we'll go to Brother Um John, myself, and then Brother Seth will close us out.
6: Okay, I I just I enjoyed the show and um a lot of strong points came out and I'm just glad to be here.
1: Okay, hold on, everybody, hold on, everybody, hold one second. Out of respect for this caller, uh, they probably just put their hands up. <laughs> but I don't know what to say. Just uh, we got to get, get this call, everybody. So go ahead. Know, yeah, ahead. let's take the
3: call.
1: Yeah. Um, we have Erica. the news. four minutes. Yeah. Air code nine zero three two seven nine. your line is a little loud there, but uh, go ahead with your question or comment. I'd love to know your city and your name, please. Uh, yes, this
2: Kenwin Castleberry
6: out of Tyler, Texas.
4: Brother okay, Castleberry, yeah, what's up? good?
6: Hey, hey, I just uh, want to know, uh, Mr. Leonard, to uh, uh, call in line number. Uh, I know we had chopped it up in the past. I wouldn't mind giving yeah. up a call. And the yeah, second Tim- thing I want to, okay, uh, if you could just leave it, i just rewatch the show in case later, man. Uh, and the second thing yeah, I, I, I want to ask. To- Okay, the second thing I wanted to uh, add in there was the kingdom uh, that I speak about in Scripture. Uh,
5: it seems like it's not a spiritual kingdom. It seems more uh, carnal uh, with the walls and the Israelites and reigning with Christ and the Gentiles in the courtyard.
6: It seems very carnal to me uh, in Scripture. But I'll I just let y'all kind of hit on that, and i just spoof the thought. And, uh, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, y'all have a good one.
4: Thanks, right, Brother Brother I agree with you I, I, If I may, Brother Seth I believe that that kingdom it, it comes down from heaven, the new Jerusalem And it is a Physical kingdom <laughs> The thing is that the, the Messiah He has a Glorified body, but it is a body He had it on this earth He could appear, he could disappear it, You know, y'all saw that Or I should say If you understand the, the Gospels uh, and you agree with that? He has a body. Well, that's the body that we're supposed to have. But that he was—he was here on a physical, carnal earth. So I agree with Buck Castleberry. There's no reason to over spiritualize it. I think that
5: John, you're, because your
4: we mic are is breaking up, John. Again, John, your
5: sorry. Mike is breaking up terribly.
4: Yeah, I'll leave it at that.
3: All right. I wanted to really quickly. He was asking for the calling number. I believe it's uh, for Brother Leonard. It is seven one two three uh, one Brother Elishua. Uh, the well,
5: first thing to say is that the first thing to say in reference to uh, Brother Castleberry's comment, and this is my closing comment as well, uh, in reference to Brother Castleberry's comment, which comes to my closing comment, is that it's not cornal. There's a difference between temporal and cornal. And the kingdom that John speaks about, a new heaven and a new earth, that actually comes after the millennial reign of Christ.
1: And hold on and, a second, brother, and, hold on a second, brother I know you, boy, I really want to hear what you guys say, but hold on one second. Folks, uh, we are wrapping up now, but we are going to roll over just a little bit. So those of you who just want to hold on to every little word, you've got to call the phone number now. You know what happened at 10 o'clock. We can't. Uh, everybody listening online is going to be cut off at 10 o'clock sharp. you got like a minute. So call. you got 60 seconds. Call 914-205-5590. Again, 914-205-5590. Go ahead, brother. All right. Thank you, brother Seth. So as I was saying, that
5: it's not a, a coronal kingdom. As I said, the, the kingdom in which John spoke of about a new heaven and a new earth, that comes after the millennial reign of Christ. And the millennial reign of Christ is not coronal. It's temporal. This is the world that we live in right now. It's temporal. It is not the earth that we live in. This earth, will said, the earth will be renewed, a new heaven, a new earth. So it's temporal. That means it's not everlasting. It's temporal, and so that's why I come in, we have that designation of a thousand years. And the important thing for believers to know, in reference to the into that millennial reign in Christ and the rapture, if they call it the catching away, is that if you go to the 19th chapter of Revelation, the first thing you have to understand that's extremely important about this whole subject is this. We have all kinds of terms for it. we call the catching up, the rapture, but the scripture is very specific to what it calls it. It calls it the resurrection, and if you go to the 19th chapter of the book of Revelations, it talks about the first and the second resurrection. And the first resurrection are the people, and it gives a definite, it defines those people who they are. Those are part of the first resurrection. Those will be in the millennial reign of Christ. And, yes, they will rule and they will reign. And here is why. Because the millennial reign of Christ, to be in that, it is a reward. It is a prize for long mm. suffering. And I will end it and say this, when I heard about these things, I did not draw back as the scripture says in tradition, and to fear. As difficult as I could see it in the scriptures, when I was at ORU, this was my thought. Lord, let me live in that day, because I'm willing to die for you anyway. So please let me live in that day so that I can behold these great and wonderful things, because nothing here really sustains me or really completely entertains me. But what I see there, oh, God, if I have to give my life to be a part of that, it ain't
4: nothing but a word. Big up. Big
1: up. Yes, yes,
4: yes. Yeah, I, and I passed my time. Sister Eliana, um I've said more than yes. enough. I, I appreciate everyone for listening in. I passed on my time.
3: All right. Well, you know, I just want to say this was so informational for me and and um so inspiring because we at first and it's a it's a wonderful segue and digression because I'm always teaching about who we are as the Hebrew Israelites, which is extremely important to all of this information that we're talking about because it's all one thing. It all works together and it's all about us. But I really appreciate the fact that we were on this topic and, and um, I really appreciate the fact that uh, our brother, John was able to just really bring bring it home. And I know there's so much more to cover. In this, uh, in this area, but I, I welcome, you know, any comments. I, I might be doing a blog on my own show, which is the Wisdom of Torah, Blog Talk Radio, um, and it's Ya 26 for those who want to listen. But, again, I'm just really grateful to be in tonight and to have been the moderator for this series of talks that we had around the New World Order, the End Time. And the year 2020. So I'm going to yield. Well, listen,
1: I want to thank everybody for participating. Sister Eliana, again, you did a wonderful job this week moderating. And uh, folks, I don't know if there's going to be a part two or not, uh, but brother, uh, I mean, there's so much information, you just can't get all that. I know y'all didn't get all that. Uh, So we we'll probably will do a part two. Don't know yet, to be honest. But just know this: whatever we do next week is going to be important and relevant to you and yours, brother Leonard. Thank you, brother. You are a trooper, a very well-managed. No doubt. And we always will like you on the show, if if, if possible, whenever possible. So uh, 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 I'm going to wrap the show up at the time. Thank so you, folks, uh, since folks are looking forward to, you know, I mean, we, we're trying to stay within the two-hour time frame. So I think it's a great idea. So I'm going to go ahead and mute everybody's lines. Everybody's line is now muted. And, uh, again, thank you. I had a, a few issues, challenges to come up during the show wasn't able to comment like I normally can comment. Uh, But just notice we've talked about the revelations uh, of of many shows on this, so I'm not scared of the topic at all. But since I just had a few things covered, I couldn't get to it, okay? Um, But I love hearing the different angles uh, from different people. Remember, it's the only book that promises a blessing to the readers. Revelation 1 and 3, blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of his prophecy. And keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Love every single one of you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. This last song is Maddie Moss' Clark. Again, just playing a little homage to the process as, as it relates to the music on the show. Um, uh, but, folks, listen. That, which you just heard, is very much a part, should be a part of your Bible study. This is very important. I mean, no, 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 really. It's very important. So many people are walking around and don't have a clue as to what the father's gonna do. Nothing done on nothing, But the millennial reign. They don't have any idea, Their church don't cover it, and when we start having these kinds of shows they say we'll just keep it Jesus or keep it about Christ not understanding that it's called the revelation. The book of Revelation is the revelation of Christ. I think I will sure hit that a little earlier. But anyway folks, you can't get no more Jesus or Christ or Yeshua or Yahweh or, or Yahushua than what you just heard. This is the revelation of Him. Yes, His woes and judgment is all of that, but just remember that—that's what the Book of Revelation is all about in the first place. Good night. This is Madamoss Clark. Powerful with song, y'all. Powerful song. My goodness.
2: Your affection on things about if you. No!